Shut up and sit down. Got another show tonight with another guest. Hello, Amanda. Woot woot, indeed. Uh, we've got a, a very special lady who uh, comes all the way from her computer in Texas. But before we get to that good stuff, we got to do this stuff. do the ad thing we've got ads that advertise things such as you can find us on twitch facebook youtube apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, twitter anchor and spotify uh go to those places follow like subscribe comment a lot of y'all have already been commenting we've got tons of them coming in great things uh share subscribe like i said i'll do all those things uh I don't know if my co-host wants to come up and do some of these ad reads. I think he enjoyed it last time. Well, fuck yeah, I want to come up and do some ad reads. I want to switch things up and go out of order a little bit because this specific ad representative is in the audience today. And he's running for the 78th district in Kentucky for the House of Representatives. Mr. James Toller, and you can find him at toller4ky.com. And if the state of Kentucky would ever like to change their abbreviation to KN, I just want you to know from Oklahoma, we definitely support you. KN makes what much more sense. But people over politics, people helping people, go to James Toller's website, donate to him, buy his T-shirts. If you are in Kentucky, please volunteer for his campaign. Or if you live in Tennessee like bootleg, it's probably just a hop and a skip. Yeah, he's not that far from me. It's uh, He's a great dude. Uh James is a phenomenal human being. He cares about people over politics, which shows on a lot of the great work that he does. Um, even outside of his campaign, he does all these things that are just, just uh, in numerous. Do we have him scheduled yet? Uh, he's he was on before the Russell Kentucky thing, but we can have him back on. I have no problem. Oh, uh, I, I wasn't here for that episode. That's why I don't remember. No, it was before that. It, we had uh. I must have been gone. I, did, I do not remember. I would have known for sure. I might, it might have been Tuesday night show. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I don't think we interviewed him. But we should. Again. We should. Again. We've got uh, Crowned by Gold, the third and final book of the Royal Green series written by Jack Casey. I have my copy of the first book that I have yet to read. 
despite all the numerous rumors that I've read it, um, it's legally we are required by law, like a binding contract in blood. Like they cut, they took blood out of my neck and made me sign with it. Uh, that is a good book. But uh, fuck Jack Casey. He's a flat earther. And uh, that's all you should need to know about him. Bro, you should not be signing blood contracts, man. That's witchcraft. And it's probably some <laughs> Illuminati shit. The Federal Reserve probably owns you. You've probably got an interest right now. What What have we not done yet? I'm, oh, I'll take this one. And sponsoring the Not Real Libertarian podcast is the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. Leading libertarians to veteran issues. Leading veterans to libertarian solutions. Come join our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Discord. We love all libertarian veterans. Come check us out. Some veterans are more equal than others. I see we have a new ad. I see that. I don't want to see what it is, but all right. Sorry, go ahead. I'll show it to you in a second. Yeah, Air Force veterans are more equal than the rest. That's true. That's why the Air Force vets are on a show called Not a Real Veteran. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I see y'all get dragged a lot for that, and I I, oh. I appreciate it deeply. We're we're not real veterans for so many reasons, but yes, we're actually we're completely making it up. Stolen valor. Neither of us military <laughs> at all. <laughs> Crazy. Would you think stolen valor? You think? Yeah, Air Force. That's what I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna say yep. pilot. I'm not gonna say something cool. I'm gonna go with what they got. You know, Air Force, air transportation, it's it's a robust career field. Robust. And I go to the GameStop in my uniform all the time and ask for that discount, and I have no shame. Um, The Alaskan Raven for all your meme needs. Go to the Alaskan Raven on Facebook. Oh, and then we've got tomorrow night, premiering live at 7 p.m., Eastern Freedom Time, the Coliseum, where we pit two people against each other, mano e mano, one on one. It's anarchy versus menarchy, Sean Higman versus Dan Taxationist Seth Berman. Who comes out alive and who am I swatting with the FBI next week? Find out tomorrow night. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm excited for that, by the way. I probably won't watch it on time, but I might. But I I want to debate somebody. The next Coliseum, can I be in one of the next Coliseums? I have yeah, to do what? it. I have more respect for Coasties. Coasties are actually really badass. They Wow. So have you – I think we've talked about it. Like the guy that jumped on a submarine and ripped the hatch off. Have you seen that video? No. I think I posted in the group chat, but I'll send it to you. It's amazing. Okay. The dude jumped off a off a off a raft onto a sub, like a homemade sub, rips the hatch off of it and starts pulling people out. It's Damn. insane. That's pretty cool. This episode is also sponsored by uh electnallybrito.com. Redemptiontactical.com. Use that link, uh buy you a plate carrier or a uh a, a ballistic face mask it's a it looks like a hockey mask but it it will protect you from some bullets not all of them some Uh oh you got some dude i got it i got a sweet tag vest for christmas but it's not a plate carrier and it's not redemption tactical but check out these patches i got a uh, this patch white pilled libertarian yep and that's from my the Air Force squadron I was in, and then this one. Oh, I have fucks to give. Oh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, buy your shit from Redemption who, Tactical for sure. What people don't know is that patches on a plate carrier are a lot like stickers on your 92 shitbox Honda Civic. Uh, the more stickers you put on there, the faster you will move and the more bullets you can stop. It's visual horsepower slash visual velocity, depending on what we're talking about. But it's very important. <laughs> and... I, I don't like the way you said 92 Civic. It looked like it was a bad thing. You can think about that a little harder, but I did right. say stickers. Yeah, I know. That's that. Those are gyms. <laughs> Not a real podcast.com where we are now strutting the most libertarian product of all libertarian podcasts. Uh, RFID blocking, 
microchip blocking, like EMP-proof bags. These are not lies, 100% verifiable. Um, if you want your Bofang radio to make it through the end times, buy you one of these bags. It will survive an EMP blast. Now, if it like it, it won't survive the nuclear blast, but if it's like the EMP radius, it'll survive that. Uh, copy one, man. We got them on the website. Uh, they're awesome. I've been using mine a lot. Uh, I still need to get Will some of his. I've been busy trying to keep people from murdering each other at work. But uh, mostly because I don't want to be the witness. I, I don't want to have to go to court and like talk to feds. Mostly because of stuff going on in my basement. But yeah, uh, and you, know, you can't you can't plead the fifth if it's not your trial. We don't talk about that enough with free speech. <laughs> you you have to testify against yourself if you're subpoenaed. That's bullshit. You think they bring me on as a witness if I just start talking about during nullification before the trial? <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Yeah, they would not bring you on as a witness. That's a good idea. Um, no, but yeah, they'll force you to testify against other people. It's crazy. But what's this? Can I just click this without? Oh, the most. Oh, what a segue. What a segue. Seen on a website. Hell yeah. It is so pink. I love this because here's the thing, right? We're in this this crossroad of libertarian messaging and everybody kind of has a different way to do it. And, you know, this is not boring. This is like this is like more on the on the line of Ron Paul revolution shit. And hey, that kind of worked for something, right? It kind of started this movement. So. This is definitely unique. This is nothing like libertarian advertising you see in the past, but a fucking heart and a peace sign that represents libertarianism to me. I, I dig it. Well, if you would like to see this much pink on a website, go to peaceandlovetexas.com. Fuck yeah. That's, that's what's up. All right. Let's bring our guest out since we've already uh, put her website stuff up without even having her on. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of pink. I know. <laughs> Thanks for being on, Desiree. Thanks for having me. Tell us why. Why the pink? Um, I like bright, happy colors. Um, I and I like what you said about like that. Honestly, the Ron Paul Revolution with the love spelled backwards in the yep. in the logo. That's what caught my eye. I saw a huge banner on like Lower Greenville in Dallas one time, and I was like, hmm, I could I could dig that. And yeah, I think that branding is important. That's the first impression that people get. And um, as far as a lot of pink, though, I don't know if y'all saw Ashley Shade's website, but that was a lot of pink as well. That's true. That's true. Um, it's yeah, it's a lot of pink. But we used uh, my husband actually did the branding for Vermin Supremes 2020 run, and um, that pink is and the yellow are the colors that he used in Vermin's branding. And he used a really you were cool involved in Vermin's campaign, weren't you? I was his campaign manager. That's right. I forgot about that. But I remember like whenever that was going on, like seeing your name attached to his a lot and stuff. And I'd forgotten about it. I'm sorry, but that's that's right. I remember that. Okay. Super cool. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, what what was that like? That's a great thing to talk about. Oh man, it was um the most fun job I've ever had, like literally. And I, I really? was working all the time because I loved it. It was great. It's a different campaign than anything I've ever worked on. Um, I've managed several campaigns, several like local, um, like state house, uh, congressional. Um, somebody's running for the gubernatorial nomination here in Texas. We lost by six votes. It's kind of a bummer. That's a whole Damn. other story in and of itself. But um, this was something completely unique because Berman's already so well known and beloved um in the public and we had the press reaching out to us all the time and it was completely bonkers but it was a great time i loved every minute of it working with vermin was really easy he's just such a kind loving humble soul that you know you just want to go the extra mile for him so um and he put in the work i mean he you know i I, i'm sure y'all watched a lot of people kind of like oh he's trolling us he's trolling us and no he wasn't yeah, he's trolled the other parties, the old parties, but he's he was trolling not trolling the system. Them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. See, you get it. So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Dan Behrman wears a freaking, you know, a big fluffy top hat. We all kind of have our gimmicks in this party to, to get noticed because we don't have the stage. You know, we kind of have to fight for it a little bit. 
So I get it. Yeah. I think I think we have to kind of have the balance of hey, we got to get people's attention, but also we need to appear professional once we do. But I I see why he did what he did, and I and I do respect that. Well, and you know, during the debates and, and all that, when he was traveling to the conventions, when we were running for the nomination, um, he took off the boot. He'd often come out with it and say, "Look, it's not attached to my head," and would explain. <laughs> you know, kind of the, the logic behind it, which, it, you know, there's, you, you get it. Um, yeah. And it was really cool. And as far, you know, as far as Dan's hat, I remember when he was first talking about getting it and he sent me a picture. What do you think? And I'm like, do the thing, do it. <laughs> I love Dan. <clears throat> so that's awesome. Okay. So you, uh, you had messaged us actually before the show started and had said, Hey, I'm going to be a little late hopping on to test audio. I got to put, I just got home from getting beer and putting beer in the fridge. Uh, I just want to say, you don't have to even talk about your campaign. I'm going to go ahead and fully endorse you. Just saying. Hi. What kind of, what kind of beer do you drink, Desiree? Um, currently I'm drinking Modelo. I'm going cheap, but Modelo. Modelo. Hey, you know, it's better than freaking Keystone Light or whatever. So yeah, I like Modelo. It does the thing. Oh, heck yeah. We got this right here. Very nice. Very nice. So you've got somebody, you have a good campaign manager clearly because somebody's running your Facebook page while you're on a show. Excellent. Thanks y'all. Yeah. You have a wonderful campaign team. I will say you must have a better uh, communications director than Natalie Bruno, uh, because her communications director never even scheduled her for this podcast. That's oh, true. her Natalie. communications director is is trash. He should have been fired a long time ago. Don't understand why she keeps him around. This is complete uh-huh. honesty. But uh, I do love Natalie, and we should I have her on that the show. Too. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right, bootleg. You're not wrong. I won't deny a single a single bit of it. But Will does we should work. have her on sometime. Yeah. yeah, you know, Desiree is the only. She's the second guest I've ever helped with on the show, pretty much. And wait, didn't I help? Yeah, because you were asking. You put a status out, and you were like, "Hey, is anybody any podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah." Yeah, um, yeah, I really appreciate that too. Because um, I mean, I think it's good for us to. Um, to uh you know start out in friendly zones and so on and then get kind of gear ourselves up um to prepare for you know when they when shots are actually fired so i really appreciate you having me on and um i mean it's always good to get some exposure among fellow libertarians and donations as well i just saw the donation link yes please donate guys (laughs) <laughs> are you ready for shots to be fired or would you like to talk more about your campaign first? Well, I'll say this real yep. quick. We're, we're 18 minutes in. You should not be thanking us yet. This is an hour long show. There is plenty of time for you to, to recant that statement. And uh... <laughs> I don't pull punches. So don't worry. I would, if, if I felt it necessary. but I'm having a good time. So cheers. <laughs> cheers. I actually ran out of whiskey last night and I was going to go to the whiskey or I was going to go to the liquor store today and forgot. And I have no bourbon in my house right now. That so, is a bummer. Just a, pour one out for me. Take a drink for me, whatever. Um, okay. So let's talk a little more about your campaign and then I'll ask you, actually, no, I'm going to go straight into it. Okay. So, you know, one thing I see about vermin supreme is he tends to be a little bit more of a, you know, bottom left quadrant libertarian. Um, and I don't think that there's necessarily anything with wrong with that. That's not where I stand, but I, I don't think that that should exclude people from being in the libertarian party or calling themselves libertarians or anything like that. Um, where do you stand on the lines, especially, you know, economically and stuff like that? Where, where do you see yourself on the spectrum? I am definitely also bottom left. Um, most definitely it, it's been a, a kind of a progression for me. I did, you know, as I mentioned, I came in by way of Ron Paul um, during his 2012 run and, um, the, the more I've kind of evolved as a person and as a libertarian, the more I've, I've always been more about social issues than economics myself. 
So um, to me, that's that's kind of why I would consider myself a left libertarian. Um, I consider myself wildly ignorant and unqualified to actually have a say about where we should be economically. Um, And I'm definitely open to. Excuse me, that's like two burps in like 10 seconds. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm open. I'm always open to hearing other people's perspectives when it comes to economic issues, because it's definitely not a strong point for me. Um, I do believe taxation is theft, but I also don't believe that pulling the rug out right this moment is the is the best way to go. I used to be like the Rothbard's button anarchist, but um you know, the more, the more I've thought about that, the more I'm like, my God, that would harm the most vulnerable. I mean, first we need to maybe stop, uh, you know, bombing kids overseas and doing horrific shit like that before we start worrying about entitlements, um, on our own soil. So, um, I think that that's a really good explanation and I appreciate that. And I really appreciate you saying, Hey, this is an area that I'm not an expert in. And I'm not going to try and pretend to be because I feel like most people who run for office fit more in that category. Um, You know, at least Mm -hmm. I guess Gary Johnson admitted the Aleppo thing. But no, that's really I mean, everybody's got areas of this this huge world of politics and things that we're not experts in. And so I really admire that versus you trying to bullshit something. So thanks. And I also think you're right. I think that, um, you know, with with, you know, reference to your heart and your campaign sign and the love with the Ron Paul revolution is. We're teaching people these ideas and we're preaching them and we're trying to get them understood and passed in politics, but it's going to be a process. And on the way to do that, we have to try not to hurt people. And that's really important. So I'm with you as we, you know, implement these things. We should not try to just pull the rug out from under the world. We should, um, you know, do it in a way that shows that we actually are good people and trying to help them. Yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing to me. And, you know, the, the, the story actually behind my logo, just real quick. When I was a kid, I used to always draw a heart with a peace sign and a happy face in it. And that's how I'd sign like my notes that I'd pass to my best friend in middle school. Um, so that just kind of always stuck with me. And when I ran as a paper candidate in like 2018 and um, just kind of was like, you know what? I kind of want a, a logo that ha- that's a play on that. And so Eric Mulder, who's also running for office, he's in Colorado. Um, he actually designed that for me. And then he, he, uh, well, he and my husband designed this for me. So anyway, I love my logo. I just really love my logo. <laughs> and it's, it's like something good, really personal and, and important to me. It's a good logo that you could easily slap on a button and hand out to people. And it's one of those things where it's so unique that uh, it would, it would be distinguishable in a crowd. Um, I will yeah. say this. I'm not super concerned about the left versus right libertarian. Like, there's a lot of, like, really hard left libertarians that kind of bother me. But I will say, as long as at the end of the day – so I'll ask you this. As, let's say you do – you let's say this. You win tomorrow with Texas Senate. What's your stance on making 556 an official currency? Five five six, the what caliber bullets, AR fifteen ammunition. Oh, I'm. What's my stance on that? <laughs> He's fucking with you so hard. Currency? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I, I have a question, Desiree. Where can I? Oh yeah, I have stickers and buttons available. I was gonna ask seriously because I like your logo so much, just because it's so unique. I would seriously like a campaign sign or something. So let me know when I can buy that, and I will definitely do that. Oh, thanks. We'll do. And I, I can't help you. I'm in Oklahoma, but I'll, I'll definitely have a campaign sign. I'll put it on this thing behind me. Awesome. By, I appreciate that. By, by Oklahoma, he does mean North Texas, right? Yeah, don't start with me. Start with me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. You're in Texas, so you know. You know that Oklahoma is superior in, in every way, and that's why we're on top of you. But shots fired no i think that the left right thing you know at the end of the day i wrote something for the veteran caucus about this a while ago and i wish i could remember it word for word but you know libertarians are so different there's libertarians who you know are more right-leaning culturally they might be christians they might you know believe in two genders and there's you know left-leaning libertarians who might be more open-minded culturally 
and they might, you know, want to be referred to by certain pronouns and, and those kind of things. But those cultural differences don't matter very much at the end of the day because no libertarians are going to point a gun at you and tell you to adhere to their beliefs because they believe that way. You know, they're all happy to live in harmony together without forcing each other um, to do certain things. So um, to me, it's, it's you know, it's kind of yeah. doesn't matter what side you're on of that as long as you don't shoot people and hurt them. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, some, okay. Some I should have stopped. Deserve. I should have stopped. Some people deserve it. Like pedophiles, <laughs> come on. I mean, eh. uh-uh, not, not, I mean, yes, they do deserve it. And if you catch a pedophile in the act, shoot them. But I don't think we should have a death penalty to do that. I am absolutely opposed to the death penalty. And I also, I, 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 I am a little bit stuck on something that you said, though, if we can revisit that. Yes. If you don't mind a little bit of um, like kind of back Please. and forth on it. Love it. I don't understand how somebody could be a libertarian and believe there are only two genders, though. Okay. And okay, let's talk I, about I it. I honestly don't. I, uh -huh. I can't wrap my head around that at all. Um, get, who? Like, why? <laughs> okay, so I do. I'll say that. I believe that there are only two genders. Um, but, you know, what I always say is that if somebody asks me to call them a certain pronoun or something, I always am going to respect that. And I'm happy to do that. I don't want to cause anybody any pain. I don't want to hurt people's feelings or anything like that, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I do believe in two genders personally. And I want to be able uh, to believe that way and still be friends with people who don't believe that way. Um, what that means to me, um, well, I just believe, you know, that gender and, and sex in my world, in my, my universe are more closely related than I think people who believe in gender fluidity and, you know, gender identity do. I see it more as a physical thing and have always believed that my entire life. So, um, yeah, I'd love to hear your side of it. Well, I appreciate you answering the who and the why. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as my side, it's just, it, it's, I, I, I don't even know because it's just not something I ever had to like kind of grapple with or wrap my head around or anything. When, when I was a kid, my, my uh, best friend, my best childhood friend came out to me and I was like, Oh, I know. Um, I just always knew people were different and didn't think anything of it. Um, and I don't know. I just, I don't know what it's like to have been born in the wrong body. The first person that I knew that, that is a trans individual that I actually knew in person. Um, I was a very young adult, like, you know, late teens, I would say. And, um, this person had been, it, it, I, was very intimately familiar with her story and, you know, it just wasn't something I ever kind of thought of like to wrap my head around, you know, as far, as far as what I believe, um, you know, where I would separate from somebody uh, is if you want to enforce anything upon them that, that takes away from their bodily autonomy, that to me is unforgivable and absolutely yeah. completely unlibertarian. And yes. I, I really actually appreciate that you say you're willing to call people by their preferred pronouns, because that to me shows that you have a respect for them as a human. Um, you know, even if it's not something that you necessarily agree with or understand, you're still willing to respect your fellow human. So to me, you know, that I think that's the least we can ask from people. And so I appreciate that. I don't agree with you, but I appreciate that you're respectful and kind enough. Okay, I appreciate. Yeah, go ahead, brother. I was going to say, I think that's the important thing, right? Like, I, I think we disagree on certain things here and there, which to some people is a huge deal. But at the end of the day, as long as we can say, look, you know, you can have your belief, I can have mine, and then not sit there and vilify the other that's the important thing i think that's what that that's uh, to me that's the essential libertarian philosophy right it's believe what the hell you want to believe uh respect people you know the way you want to be respected and go on about your day it, it's what they teach you in elementary school it's about you know yeah. doing the right thing um i think ashley shade was actually the first trans individual i ever personally met in my life i live in a small town where you know, that kind of stuff is not common, 
But then again, if you look at the percentage of the population that is trans, you're less likely to encounter that in smaller populations anyways. For sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I have no problem getting along with people that want to get along. I have no problem with the vast majority of people as long as, you know, they treat me the way I try to treat them. I try to be as respectful to everyone. Um, So, you know, that's, 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 to me, that's the big thing is, we can all disagree on stuff. We'll not disagree on things, I think, and, and to a certain degree. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not who, it's not really what defines us. So, 100%. It's like us agreeing not to hurt each other, not to force our beliefs on each other, just to respect each other as humans and individuals is what makes libertarianism libertarianism. Everything else can kind of fall off. We can decide the economics and the healthcare policy and all those specifics later. If we agree to that, we're basically deciding just by ourselves to create a new world that is utopian essentially at least to that extent we don't think it's going to be perfect but everyone has respect for each other that's completely different than society's ever been yeah it would be nice and i i hate that it's always labeled a utopia when we talk about that you know i feel like people get kind of stuck on that and believe that it's an impossible achievement but i don't believe that at all i think it really is possible Absolutely. I think that people will catch on to the truth and it won't be perfect, like I said. So I don't think it's like a utopia like most people, you know, define it. Right. But it's, it'll be a much better world than we're used to. Yeah, I mean, live and let live. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all agree on that as libertarians. And if we don't, then we probably shouldn't be here. So, <laughs> yeah. so speaking of insanity, uh, which is the world that we live in, uh, this is why I went off. Um, Texas is a very interesting state. Uh, I admire some of their gun laws. They recently passed, I believe it was last year, early last year. They basically said, we're going to allow people to manufacture and sell suppressors as long as it stays within the state of Texas, because the state of Texas only regulates the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. Bucking on the ATF, the NFA, all of it. They said, eh, what are you going to do about it? And then they've come out with some really insane policy here recently that, uh, Miss Desiree, I would love for you to speak on. But uh, Texas, Texas is kind of like a, oh, you should have freedom, but not that kind of freedom. And people will understand why here in a minute. Freedom for me, but not for me. Yeah, love those people. Um, yeah, we do have some very, very, very lax gun laws here in Texas. Um, and it, it, but as what, what I know you're leading up to is the passage of SB eight, which is the heartbeat bill that passed in Texas this year. And, um, no matter how you personally feel about abortion, um, it's a shitty law. So (laughs) it pits neighbor against neighbor and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're already living in such a divisive society and you know, especially by design of the duopoly and so on. But, um, you know, I, I am fully 100% pro-choice. I believe that everybody should have autonomy over themselves, um, especially without fear of their neighbors spying on them, ratting on them, suing them, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it's, uh, we also we also saw the passage of uh, uh, the transports bill here in Texas. So, you know, we go after the little kids, the kids that don't identify with the gender that's on their birth certificate and say, you're not allowed to play sports. And yeah, this is also high school as well. So not just little kids, but to me, I'm like, don't freaking attack kids. Just don't. Um, But also just don't attack people. Um, We also, we saw the passage of SB 315 that uh, basically all of a sudden without warning, uh, at least a thousand that we're aware of. There's got to be more. Um, but one of our campaign staffers was looking it up and trying to find statistics about it. But uh, if you're between the ages of 18 and 20, you cannot work in a sexually oriented business. And that includes in a, a, an adult video store. Um, if you're a valet or a bar back at a strip club, um, any anything. So you can go be killed for your country or kill for your country, but you can't smoke cigarettes, buy alcohol. Well, actually, I guess you can buy 
cigarettes if nope, you are not anymore yeah 21 federally now just yeah. last year right but um i think you can if you're in the in the armed forces you can if you're 18 still though i saw no. something about that at the store like on one of those stickers or whatever it was like huh um huh. yeah don't quote me on that but you know oh. the point remains though you you know you can go and and um kill or be killed for the state or for the country yeah. um but you can't make choices about your own life and your employment and um you know what you choose to do in your spare time it's an absolutely utterly- absolutely evil law and like who, who are they to decide what sexually oriented is like what are they gonna do if there's like a you know a, a bikini picture and like the poster of a bar does that become sexually oriented like what about hooters twin peaks it's just stupid it's like only only prostitution is like actual sex work like selling so well, you know i guess there's work. other things and sex work is work but like this toy stores strip clubs those kind of things that's just ridiculous like i can't i can't it is but, ridiculous i'm sorry for texas you guys have problems we do i know i know <laughs> i'm not do. giving up on us yet i believe in no. the heart of of uh texans that you know most of us are very kind people um we might have some twisted political views and so on but that's why i'm running in a big red rural district because we have to have different messaging out there and if all you get is like hateful rhetoric and that's what you're used to hearing and that's the only option that you have to vote for you know well guess what now you have something different and something more compassionate something that's that you know someone who cares about you the individual yeah um so I got to ask you this, since you brought that up, you know, you are a left-leaning libertarian in a rural, probably red district. How how do you market your message to people who have never heard something like that or who might, um, you know, typically lean right? Um, a lot of people that already vote Republican are not going to vote for me. And it's just that simple. And a huge thing that we are really looking to do with this campaign is to outreach to new voters, young voters, um, hopefully try to turn some Democrats maybe towards our side and some more um, progressive Republicans. Um, we're trying to grow the party. And this district has like 19, maybe 20 counties now because of redistricting. It's a huge district. Um, so we're really trying to grow the Libertarian Party as well. We'd like to see a lot of these counties get organized um, and, and affiliated with, with LP Texas. But, um, you know, really what I've noticed just from living here, I'm actually like, you know, I lived in Dallas in my 20s and we moved out here to the lake. We live on Cedar Creek Lake when I was nice. 32. I'm so jealous. Okay. Oh, it's so nice. It's <laughs> Come visit anytime. We have a futon. We've got couches. We've got Airbnb. When fishing season comes, I might take you out up on that for real. It's so nice here. I mean, seriously, like it's, it's just beautiful and you're welcome anytime for real, for real though. Um, Thank you. Yeah. But we, so one thing I've noticed since I've lived here, I was the County chair of our libertarian, our local libertarian party. And um, we would do, we would do a lot of our meetings and stuff like at, at the local brewery. And we would, um, the more we drank, the louder we got, right? Like, that's just the way it is. And people would hear us and they'd like gravitate towards what we were doing. It was really cool. We were able to grow our numbers that way. I've also noticed a huge, um, a huge like arts and, and musician community out here. A lot of artists, a lot of young people, and they're all kind of in these tight knit little groups or whatever. And um, there are a lot of like rainbow people out here. There are a lot of people that we can outreach to that aren't voting right now. Um, you know, even if I don't win necessarily in November, just progressing towards at least a culture shift is a win to me. And my husband actually ran in this district in 2014 and he was a paper candidate. It was a two-way race though, but he got almost 10% of the vote, which is actually pretty good, but it was two-way. Um, but that's still pretty awesome. I'm in a three-way and uh, the a three-way race, I mean. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we I don't think anybody would have even thought about it. <laughs> oh, okay. 
We don't kink shame. Right. <laughs> but, on TikTok tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, go um, ahead though. Finish what you're saying. I was really interested. Yeah, just real quick though, the the Democrat who's running, um, one of our staffers, he actually called him because we couldn't find anything. That's what she said. That's true. Um, we couldn't find anything about him online. So one of our staffers, he's a preacher at a, a small church in a small town and his phone number's on there. So one of our staffers called him and was asking him a bunch of questions, like identified who he was and why he was calling. Um, so he wasn't like trying to dupe the guy, but asked him how he felt about certain issues. Cause he's like, you know, maybe there are some where we can align together. Maybe there are some, you know, like he's feeling him out. This dude is like more conservative than the uh, Republican incumbent. So, but I believe he it. siphon votes by nature of having the D by his name. So, um, the D by his name. <laughs> it's Just a three one after the other. So, <laughs> I think that you, I want to talk about what you said about, um, you know, writing a cut, not a paper ballot. I don't think that's what you're doing, but how you're happy, even if you don't win to get the message out. And I love that because I feel like right now there's there's kind of a really big divide between libertarians, whether we should use this as a messaging platform to change culture, whether we should walk around, put a boot on our head and try to get people's attention, or should we try to be legitimate and play the same game that the Democrats and the Republicans are playing? Um, but I think I think that it's both and always should be. And I think that whenever you, you know, go through it, what you should do is try to win, do your best, run the game, but yeah. use that platform adequately because that's how people hear about this movement we all found most of us found this party through ron paul or a lot of people did and i guess less and less these days but um that's politics because we cared enough to watch that debate we were there and politics is a, is a great platform from which to change culture hey what's up ari <clears throat> i will say Love i you, may ari. be one of maybe one of the few people on the planet who was bullied through memes into joining the libertarian party so uh i, I own that title and uh but i will say this so libertarian messaging is very different in rural areas um all three of us would know that will is in oklahoma which is the only state in the last election that did not have a single blue county uh, i live in i'm rural impressed Tennessee. that you know that yeah i do know that i know a lot i am from the south and sound from the south uh which to be fair I sound stupid because of that. There's a lot of stupid people here, but I've I've read a book in my life, so there you go. Um, <laughs> I don't think you sound stupid. I think you sound southern, but you are a very smart person. But you know, I think being in the military teaches you like, or just probably traveling, like accents do not have anything to do with intelligence. You get over that. Yeah, there's a lot. I of agree with you, Will. In the military, you've, you've um, been around, you know. But so libertarian messaging in rural areas is very different uh, from a lot of a lot of people I've spoken with uh, through my time in the in the LP. Typically, a lot of the ones at least I speak with resonate near a major metropolitan area, you know, like major cities or whatever. For I, I'm explaining metropolitan. Anyways, um, that messaging is very different than rural america which republicans and democrats have not yet figured out well a lot of libertarians have there's some that haven't but it it is interesting watching candidates from different areas message different ways and people getting upset by it but it is required you can't be in a very red county and then your main message is abortion and then health care for all like which i don't think there's any libertarian that's talking about medicare for all whatever but you can't talk about abortion as as your primary focus because you're going to lose the majority of your voter base, right? But you can talk about it in in a way. You, so you're not going to say, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase. You're not going to just say, I think you should have abortion on demand and then expect Republicans to vote for you. You're going to say, we can have this as well as better options as well that give the most choices for the most amount of people um that's that's the way i've phrased it right like so i don't me personally i would never ask my wife to have an abortion but there are other options like adoption which we can make cheaper which would significantly yeah. and easier make yeah it would make it easier 
uh, we, we should make it easier, make it cheaper. And it would significantly open up a third avenue. A lot of, when you pitch that to a lot of Republicans, they're like, yeah, you know, that, that doesn't sound so bad. Um, when you pitch that to Democrats, kind of the same way. They're like, hey, you know, that's real choice, right? Um, but it, it, is, it is about how you pitch the message. It's not, I guess I'm trying to find the best way to say it. So you can have a consistent message uh, across the LP, but the way that you sell it has to be different, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be in a heavily blue area and talk about, you know, machine recreational machine guns, right? You're going to say, hey, you know, if you want to look at reducing police brutality, you've got to have more access to firearms, allowing minority communities to defend themselves. If you believe that the system and cops are out to kill people, especially minorities, you have to give them a way to defend themselves. Absolutely. It, 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 it is about how you pitch it. it, it and I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound bad, but it's, it's all about how you spin it. The top spins two ways, and you've got to figure out yeah. which way it spins best. I did a um, campaign training in Shreveport with Apollo Pazell, and he's like the kind of campaign director for the LNC. And he talked a lot about all that strategy and stuff. And it kind of got really, you know, kind of thinking about that concept. Like, so how, how much can you, you know, stray from your principles or how much, how many ways can you turn something without kind of compromising on your integrity um, and what you believe? And I think it's good to use that strategy and try to, and try to cater things to people, but there's obviously a line. And before earlier, Desiree, you said there are some people who just are not going to vote for me. So it kind of sounds like you've kind of decided and put your foot down that you are going to talk about abortion. You are going to mention those things. Am I right? Is that kind of the way you're you're doing this? Absolutely. I mean, yes, that is absolutely the truth, because, um, you know, again, and and if you know, y'all are in rural areas, so you probably understand this. There's really rural area, rural rural (laughs) areas are typically very red and a lot of the times that's just the only option that's presented so the fact that you know we're we're trying to win on compassion we're trying to teach compassion to people that might not think that way like a lot of people they mean well they really do they are just steadfast in their beliefs and it's oftentimes something that they've been taught to believe from when they were a very small child. Um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of, of psilocybin. I really believe that psilocybin helps to improve lives and to improve, um, you know, we all have trauma. Led Zeppelin <laughs> albums. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I really took that. I took that a funny way and you were going serious. No, no. What did you say though? I missed it. <laughs> I said Led, Led Zeppelin albums, but I, never mind. I love Led Zeppelin albums without it, but yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, but everyone has trauma. Yeah, we do. And, and so, you know, like a lot of the times, you know, like when we're anybody that has experience with psilocybin understands that you're constantly like breaking down the walls of your programming. And that starts from a very young age. It's very careful. It's not just the state. It could be religion. It could be, you know, a gazillion other things. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of these things can be perceived as and, and often are enacted in a very cultish way. Um, you know, when you look at like you know, my husband, for example, is really into the um, like the Russian propaganda artwork. He liked the artwork, the look of it. But when you look at that stuff and you're going like, holy shit, this was real. Like, you know, not just from an artistic perspective, but like this was real and this actually did, you know, affect a, a, a terrible culture shift. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's always at, at, at the benefit of the state, not ever the individual. So um, yeah, these things are, seeds are always cautiously planted. And so for me, that's what I'm trying to do. I have, I, I live where I live is only an hour from Dallas and it's a lake community. There are a lot of retirees here. And um, I've gotten really close with all my neighbors. My neighbors are all seniors. I absolutely love them. Like, just love, love, love them. And I was um, in a conversation with one of them one time. And she said, you know, she disagreed with me on something. And 
you know, and all I did was just kindly respond to her. And she was like, I've never thought about it that way. You know, these are things that we can do. So while I do believe in radical messaging, um, I really truly do. I, I like shocking messaging. It's got to be shocking in a loving way. It can't just automatically turn people off. But there are some things where, you know, no quarter is permitted. And for me, abortion is one of them. Anything that has to do with bodily autonomy and no fucking quarter and that's just all there is to it have you ever heard that term bootleg what no quarter yeah i, I learned that very recently <laughs> I, I actually fly a black flag outside the house just no shit case. yeah i'll send a picture a black american anymore. flag or just a black flag mm-hmm. black american, black flag, american yeah. flag bro you're on you're on all the watch lists for sure oh but yeah i mean i already well, i already know it but that that's awesome i mean i don't know if i would fly that because I don't really fully understand it, to be honest with you. It has, I think it had some Civil War connotations, if I remember reading about it's it correctly. Naval. But it's, it wasn't it, didn't the, like, Confederates use it at one point? So the Confederates did, but it's, it's older than that. Um, yeah, that's so, true, that's true. So it was defined, basically, when you fly a black flag, it means that no quarter will be given, which means you will not take prisoners. That means you will shoot on sight. Mm-hmm. Um that, that well i'm not shooting anyone so i don't mean that but <laughs> uncompromised <laughs> yeah but yeah exactly um one thing i will push back on that will said and something kind of what dan is here saying um republicans will there are some republicans that will no matter what vote republican like yeah. it doesn't matter at the end of the day they will always vote republican there's a lot of libertarians like that even if we ran the worst candidate in history let's say this next presidential cycle, there are a lot of libertarians that will still vote just because. Right. Ballot access is a thing for us though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There are, there are Democrats, progressives, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call. Like there are a lot of people that will vote their way, no matter what, because they identify with that political party. That's a part of their identity. For a lot of us libertarians, we understand that like being libertarian has to be more than just a political affiliation because you actually do get ostracized from family for that like i've had issues with my family over that but i'm sorry there are there are people um but there are people that will no no matter how great of a campaign you run will never vote for you so that's so it is it is about being a realist when you run a campaign you do have to understand there are people that will just never vote for you. But that means we have to be the better party saying, you know, you don't have to vote for me. I still care about who you are as a person. I still care about your rights. I still care about you. It's not about vote sucking like what you see with the Democrats, what you see with the Republicans. They show up every however many years, depending on what office it is. And they'll say all these great things like Joe Biden with BLM say all these great things and then when it comes time to cut mustard and sign bills uh they throw the baby out the window yeah in a harsh very harsh term but that's that's what happens well said did you just come up with that throw the baby out the window yeah yeah dude well said you should i'm gonna write that down real quick go ahead keep going i'm sorry yeah no well i mean it's like I feel like that should just be a quote for like politicians, like politicians kiss the babies. And once it's time to sign the bills, they throw them out the window. That's a good, that's a good thought. It's true. Yeah. We lock kids in cages at the border. I mean, it's yeah, for freaking yeah. real. Kiss those well, babies. And that's what we need a sign that says that too. I mean, Democrats do it. They just, they put all these pretty slogans above the cages when they do it. Yeah, exactly. And Desiree, I really think you're you're exactly right, bootleg. And I hadn't exactly thought of it in like these terms before, but you really are doing an awesome thing, Desiree, because um, you should, you really should. We should start doing that more, saying you don't don't vote for me. You don't have to. I'm not here to ask you to vote for me. I'm here to give you a message, and I hope that message makes you want to vote for me. And like what Dan said, you're pulling you know Democrats over and helping them understand libertarianism, making one less person who will use a gun to force people to adhere to their beliefs. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, that, I've got a lot to think about, but yeah, that's that's awesome strategy for sure. That's uh, I I really appreciate you saying that, but I mean, yeah, and that, that is the thing is that you know 
there, when y'all were talking earlier, I absolutely agreed with what, what both of you said, that it takes all manner of approach. Um, it takes the boot on your head. It takes the putting on the suit and tie. I say, if you're willing to step up and run for office and you're willing to put yourself out there, be unabashedly you and be comfortable in your skin. And if that means, you know, putting on the suit and tie, great. If it means putting on a boot, putting a boot on your head, also great. Um, you know, for me, it's, I, I like my sundresses and I drink and I smoke and I swear and, you know, like, but I really, really care. And I think at the end of the day, um, those things are what matters more than you like we have. Oh, actually, can I share a quick story with y'all? Absolutely. So, um, my, one of my dearest, dearest, bestest friends ever, J.C. Cook, lives here in my county. And he ran for mayor of Athens last year, which is our county seat. Because he went and saw like, oh, only the incumbent is running. Well, that's not okay. So, it, you know, the last minute he decided I'm, I'm going to run to give a different and a better choice. And he um, threw together some really well done campaign videos went and did outreach. He didn't have a lot of time to work with, but, um, you know, he lost obviously to the incumbent who's very, very conservative. And I want to say it was three weeks. It might've been four weeks after the election. We uh, (laughs) discovered that the mayor of Athens had been under uh, investigation by the Texas DPS for months and months and months, this had been a long, long time, a long time ongoing investigation where he was engaging in um, underage sex acts and so on. <clears throat> and so, um, but what was ironic about that was the mayor's wife saying like, you know, oh, just so you know, Monty's not the only one in the race. There's someone else too, but think about the children, protect the children, vote for Monty. What even the fuck? He what even the fuck? So anyway, but wow. here's the fucked up part though, y'all. The duopoly or not the duopoly, the state, rather than address the issue ahead of the election, went ahead and let this guy win rather than have an unknown guy that you know is actually one of the people and not some rich dude that you so know, they the probably waited of. intentionally and released the charges and stuff whenever the election was over that's disgusting I, I would oh, i wish people would investigate the shit out of that if the cia it's has anything horrifying. good to do, that's what they could do and yeah. by the city charter all what what they could do because we we're like oh well maybe there will be a special election like let's gear up we're gonna do this it's gonna be awesome we're gonna do the thing no no, no. by the city charter they were able to appoint somebody to pro tem mayor from the city council, and then just appoint anyone that they felt like from the community to be a city council person to replace that person. What the fuck, y'all? I mean, and this is the world that we live in, and this is a small town in Texas. This is the corruption that we're all trying to fight in whatever manner that we're trying to fight it. And, um, you know, for me, that's the most important thing. So rock your freaking boot on your head or rock your suit and tie. Just do you and wear your heart on your sleeve and let people know you care. And at the end of the day, they might not vote for you, but they'll remember that you care. And that does go a long way. That was incredible. Well said. That that, that sounds like a, a Jeff like a t-shirt with a picture of Jeffrey Epstein that says, think of the kids. Um, <laughs> oh right. my God. No shit. <laughs> so you're welcome. Uh, that would be a great shirt for a fundraiser for like an orphanage or something. But, uh, Desiree, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, and, Thanks for having me. And revealing that you're in a three-way and talking about the big D next to somebody. Um, <laughs> I had to bring that back up. Uh, is, so you've got peaceandlovetexas.com. You've got your Facebook page, which uh, your awesome comms person, who is far better than Will, uh, is posting. <laughs> Thank you, Dan <laughs> Lewis. Nothing. Oh. Oh, well, um, but, uh, oh, there we go. 
Uh, it's not Oklahoma. I sell right? a freaking podcast. That's how bad I am at comms. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you hung up on him figuratively. No, it was no. an accident. I wish it, it was. was. This is this is pure anarchy. Uh, Will and I have the same amount of power, uh, so you know. But uh, it we're I know you're on the TikTok. I, I've seen you on there a few times, and I'm going to uh, harass you on there now consistently. But uh, where else? Uh, where else can people find you? Um, we do have a link tree, and that's that like that link tr.ee slash peace and love texas spelled out but we are peace and love tx on all the platforms um except for youtube and we haven't really messed with youtube yet i have one i just haven't really done anything with it um but yeah so on all the platforms we're at peace and love tx and also i do i i i wanted to do this earlier when somebody said i think it was you bootleg that I must have an awesome campaign manager because I really do. So I want to give a huge shout out and like so much love to Amanda Gibbs. Like she is the shit. She is like legit amazing just as a human and as a campaign manager and as a friend. So um, I just wanted to do that because she deserves a shout out and she's amazing. All right. Well, uh, we do appreciate you coming on. Um, I think I can speak for both of us. Uh, you're awesome. Uh, you've got a weird choice of friends. You said you're friends with uh, Dave Jones. Uh, I, I work with Dave regularly. He's a good dude. But you need Dave motherfucking Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send him a clip of that. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's right. Uh, so there's there's been a couple of requests for a clubhouse after party thing. Uh, do you do you have Clubhouse? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or is that something you would be? It, but yeah, I'm on there. That's oh, part okay. of the having a badass campaign manager. She made me do it. Same with TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you be interested in doing an after party? Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Uh, well, I'll yeah. open it under not a real libertarian here in a little bit, but uh, awesome. we appreciate you greatly for coming on. You're an awesome. Fucking person. Yeah, and, y'all. Uh, I really enjoyed myself. Thanks so much. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Thanks, Desiree. You have a good night. <laughs> you too. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that was great, dude. Great discussion. Great candidate. All around good stuff. Yeah, she uh, she's awesome. Uh, the fact that she was very open and made sure to let us know that she was going to be preparing beer for this show. I feel like she's watched <laughs> more than she's let on. I think we're just that difficult to deal with, bro. Everybody has to drink with us. We even to have be, to drink with fair. us. That's fair. You just reminded me how bad I need to go to the liquor store. But I can't make the clubhouse, sadly. So you guys are on your own. But tell everybody I love them. I won't. I know. I know. <laughs> but I do I do want to pitch one more thing. Okay. Um, this, uh, I think this is a good episode to start doing it. Uh, we... We don't see some of the growth that some other podcasts do, but we do mm-hmm. get to see the recurring people who come on every single night that we go live, who are always commenting. And uh, I don't, I'm not doing this for fame. I know you aren't, Nick isn't. I know Braxton isn't. We do this for fun. This is our, this is the way that we blow off steam at the end of a hard day, um, doing LP shit, doing work shit, family, personal life stuff. Um, and I, I, I think I can speak for everyone. All the people that work on screen, off screen, we appreciate the fucking hell out of all y'all. I mean, it, it's a wild ride every single week. But man, without you guys, it, it's not as fun. It, it's twice as fun. I mean, it's just you guys are awesome. Patricia um, Marie, Steve Witt, Joe Vasquez. Oh yeah, I mean our beautiful Jenny. Who's not here, but still, she knows. Yeah, I, I fuck. I appreciate you guys that do this show, the y'all shows every fucking week. I mean, I know it takes a lot to, you know, section out an hour, or as y'all did last night, two fucking hours. Uh, you know, it, uh, it's one of those things, man. It's just, I just, I, I need to start being more grateful for all the things in, in, in life. I mean, 
it's easy to get down on everything on on COVID lockdowns, mandates, vaccines, and all this shit. But uh, I think I think I'm going to turn over a new leaf this year and just try to start being more grateful for all the great shit that we've got. Hell yeah, with, man! Well said. So I should do the same with, thing. That's a good way to look at it. And with that. If you want to be very grateful for the life that you have, uh, go to peaceandlovetexas.com slash donate. Donate tons of money to Desiree. Uh, I don't know what their donation laws in Texas are, but donate your entire bank account. Like if you've got a life savings of $2.6 million, just dump the whole thing in there. <laughs> Worry about the, the legal ramifications later, uh, as a good American should. And, uh, you're not a real libertarian? Yeah, not a real libertarian podcast.com, that thing. I think right. Will should start a TikTok. That's what you no, I have TikTok, but I don't have it. I don't do things on it. I don't post things. But I got to go. So I'm delivering, I'm selling a dining room table and have to go meet somebody to sell it. So that is my lamest excuse yet, but also true. Uh, well, you go enjoy making content for OnlyFans. We'll miss you on TikTok. And uh... you're not a real libertarian. You're not a real libertarian. Neither is Desiree. <laughs> Peace, man. <laughs> All right.